<laughs> and he's going to tell you about it. And then you guys remember we talked about coming up with questions in class last week. Did you procrastinate? You, you got to talk to him. You got to ask questions. So, Bo, let's go ahead and start and just start, give an introduction. Uh, like you said, I'm Jason Whites. I own Whites Artworks. I've been doing this full time. I guess this is going on my third year doing it full time. Um, he's he's right. Um, I don't I don't know that it was necessarily a midlife crisis. I'm hoping I'm not there yet. Uh, I don't have a sports car yet. Um, I take that back. My wife has a sports car. That's how that's how I get around it. So, um, but no, I I guess you know one of my biggest things, and this is what. I guess I always kind of start with my, my testimony of the whole thing, but um, I've always let fear stop me from pursuing my art. Um, I knew from a very early age that art was what I was supposed to do. Um, it's what I wanted to do. Um, in kindergarten class, whenever we would take a nap, we would get a stamp on our hand. If you had a stamp when you woke up, you got to get something out of the treasure chest. And all the other kids would get candy and bubble gum and stuff like that. And I was the kid that was getting crayons and color pencils and little tiny sketchbooks. And I mean, that was just my world. I mean, at five and six years old. Um, as I got older, I uh, spent a lot of time drawing the Looney Tunes, uh, Bugs Bunny and, and those guys. And that was just, I loved it, but you, you know, you hear people talk and you hear, anybody heard the term starving artist? You know, uh, that gets thrown around a lot. And, you know, I was, I was fortunate in the fact that I had parents that supported me, um, really wanted me to do my art. But man, that internal voice, uh, that, that fear of, of just not being able to make it, not being good enough, I mean, just all of this stuff just ran through my head constantly. Um, at one point, I think I was probably 13 or 14, and there was a show that used to come on uh, Sunday mornings, it's What Do You Want to Be When You Grow Up, or something like that. It was like one of those shows where you get to go spend the day with whoever it was and my mom had actually set up an opportunity for me to go to disney to spend the day with one of the disney artists as, as part of this show and i talked her out of it like i was so scared to do it i just i could not i could not get past that fear and so i i graduated high school and uh out of high school i went and looked at the memphis college of art and i went and looked at the art institute of dallas and the Memphis College of, College of Art would have been, you know, a fine arts program. And again, that voice instantly just came back. Like, you can't make a living. You, you just can't do this. You're, you're not good enough, you know. I, I don't envy you guys at all. I, I envy you in the aspect of, of your age. You've still got plenty of time to do a whole lot of stuff. Um, but I don't envy you in the fact that just in my little world here, I, I compared myself to other people. You guys have the whole world uh, with the internet and Instagram and everything right at your fingertips to see, you know, great artists out there. And that's a, that's a pro and a con because, uh, you know, it gives you something to strive for, for sure. Uh, it can be inspirational or it, I mean, me, it, it struck fear, you know. And so um, graduated, talked myself out of going to the Memphis College of Art and went to the Art Institute of Dallas to study web design and graphic design. And so that's my, that's my degree, that's my background. Um, I worked for a startup company called True.com. Um, our biggest, uh, I guess our biggest competitor at the time was Match.com. And uh, it was an online dating site and I was a senior designer there for about four years in Dallas and uh, hated it. 
hated every minute of it. That just, it wasn't my passion. It wasn't where I felt like I wanted to be. And uh, had an opportunity to move back here. I got married right out of high school and my dad had started a company. Oh, it's probably been eight or 10 years ago now that he had started his company and it was an opportunity for me to move back. And so my wife and I packed up and moved back to good old Searcy, Arkansas. And, um, Worked for him for about five or six years and then sold my part of the business back to him. Um, again, you just kind of get that nagging feeling like, you know, this is not where I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be doing something else. And uh, it's, it's funny. I got that feeling of it's my art. That's my passion. That's where I'm supposed to be. But at the same time, that fear came back. And it's like, still, you can't make it as an artist. You can't make it. You know, and now I was living in Searcy, not Dallas. You know, and so now that that voice was even louder, like, man, what are you really going to do in Searcy, Arkansas? You know, and uh, so I went to work, as I was telling you earlier, for Think Ideas Studio, which is a marketing agency here in Searcy. And uh, I worked for those guys for about four years. But about two years into it, I started doing uh, Tom's shoes. Uh, I was this it was the craziest thing. But this lady somehow got my name from a family member. And was like, I want a pair of shoes. And so she sent me a list of stuff she wanted on the shoes. I drew the stuff on the shoes and sent it back. And that was probably one of my earliest posts on Facebook. Um, all of that kind of happened at the same time. Uh, Facebook was really just getting its its ground going. Um, and you guys are so early in the process. I'm really excited to, uh, to talk with you. I want to get your Q&A for sure. Um, but... I started the Facebook, started the Instagram as soon as it came out, um, as soon as I could, and uh, started posting my stuff. And that's that's probably going to answer one of the biggest questions is kind of how did I get started. I did that pair of shoes. The lady loved the shoes, and she's like, hey, can you do, like, graffiti? Like, her son was going to church camp. She's like, I want his name painted on his wall while he's gone. And so I was like, I'll give it a shot. Um, I had talked to her after she saw the shoes, she had her daughter's name on it, and I did it in this kind of graffiti lettering style. Um, interesting enough, I got introduced to graffiti whenever I was 16. We had an art student from Harding uh, be a student teacher at my school in Bald Knob. And, uh, you know, that town's 2,500 people, um, so I couldn't do a whole lot of graffiti because uh, I was the only one that did it. Everybody knew that it, that it was me. So. Uh, if I didn't paint on a train, I didn't. I didn't really do it much. So, but um, I was introduced to graffiti. I did that style, and she loved it. And then I posted the shoes, and I posted the mural. And as soon as I posted those shoes, and I got an order for another pair, and another pair, and another pair, and it wasn't long. I mean, I'd say probably within a year, I probably did about sixty pair of, of Tom's shoes. And, uh, and you know, I, that was the first inkling that hey, maybe I can actually do something art related and um, still I was still at Think Ideas Studio and uh, a lady asked me if I could paint windows and this was um, this was one of those points of contention in my life because all the window art that I had seen I hated I just I hated the way it looked you could see through it you know it was it was one stroke brush you know stuff and, and I just I hated it and so she asked me about it and I was like sure you know I I'm never one to say no like I'm, I'm yes and then I'll figure it out right 
And so um, started doing a lot of research and found this guy named Scott Campbell on Facebook, or actually on YouTube, and he's got a lot of videos, how-to videos, which is, uh, that's where I'm wanting to take my next step to, is kind of produce these how-to videos, because I'm at a point in my life now where I kind of realize, like, hey, I can't paint every window out there. And so, you know, for you guys, it's a great opportunity uh, to be able to do something like that, because it's low cost of entry, um, you know, if if you got the skills and the talent for it, you know, it's a, it's a good living for sure, you know. Um, started doing that, and the first uh, bank that I painted was Cabot First Security Bank. Uh, they're the Cabot Panthers, and she wanted their logo. And this was this was four years ago. Um, I did that one. I did BB, and I did Cersei. I painted four banks that first year, and I was really surprised at how well they turned out. Um, I surprised myself on them, and so. The next year she asked me to do it again. I was like, sure, you know, I don't mind doing it. She had 22 banks for me to paint all across the state. And so I went as far as Fayetteville, Bentonville, Hot Springs, uh, Benton, Bryant, all of those. Uh, and it's it's just grown from there. I, I, I did it part-time uh, for about the last two years I was at Think, and then, um, well, I'll, I'll share this with you. I was up at Bentonville and I got a, a call to do a car lot paint uh, seven, they got seven different schools right there around Bentonville, seven like high schools or elementary schools. And so we're gonna do seven different logos around this bank, or around this car lot. I get there, the guy's not there. Like the guy that I've been talking to, you know, car dealerships, they turn over a lot. Guy's not there anymore. Um, he, the guy that was supposed to write the check, you know, I drove three hours to get there. I was leaving with some money one way or another. I was not happy whenever I got there. Uh, patience is not one of my key characteristics, and so I'm, we're going to talk about that too. Um, I got there, he wasn't there, the guy that was supposed to write the check didn't know anything about it. I mean, it was just a mess. And so, talked to the guy, he talked to the owner, we decided instead of doing seven different logos, we'll just do one logo, you know? And I thought, well, okay, we'll do one logo. So I set my camera up and I did a time lapse of the Razorback, um, Arkansas Razorbacks. Took me about three to four hours to do. Got it done, they wrote me a check, I left. Still a little bit frustrated, but hey, I got a cool video out of it, right? It's, it's all about that content, putting that content out. And uh, got home, posted the video, went to bed, got up the next morning, had a message on my phone uh, from a buddy of mine, said, dude, have you seen this? And I was like, what, you know? And he's like, your video, have you seen it? And so I looked at my video first on my Facebook feed, and it had like 9,000 views. And this was like nine o'clock the next morning. And I was like, what is going, something's up, you know? And uh, so he, he texted me back and he sent me a link and Razorback Nation had reposted the video on their Facebook page. And within just about six or seven days, it had over 40,000 views, you know? Um, now I watch a lot of guys and I see these millions of views that they have and it's, uh, it, it was just cool, you know, coming from a small town to be able to see that type of reach, you know? and. While I was sitting there painting that Razorback, you know, I was thinking, this is it. Like, I, it was just, there was a cool breeze blowing, like it was just a perfect day. I just, I, I felt, I felt like the Lord just really laid it on my heart, like this is, this is the time. And I had made the decision at that point that fear was not gonna rob me anymore. Like, I just, it was a decision, right? And so I called Matt at Think Idea Studio and I was like, Dude, I really appreciate everything you know, but it's it's time, right? 
So I gave my two weeks notice. I worked for him for another two weeks. The day I left, he was like, okay, now that you don't work here anymore, he's like, I wrote this book like years ago. And he's like, I want you to illustrate that for me. So like he was one of my first clients and it was just that, that confirmation that this was the right thing, right? And so, I mean, from there on, it's just, it's grown and grown and grown. Um, one of the largest projects I've ever done, I just finished up a couple weeks ago uh, with the Downtown Church of Christ. And that mural space that I ended up painting was about 5,000 square feet total. So it was huge, but that's me in a nutshell. So what, uh, what If you've not been to downtown, or if you have been, and you haven't been in the new children's room, that's where it is. It's up and down the halls. And the stairwell. The stairwell's really cool. The, the first one that I actually did was for College Church of Christ, and it's in their children's wing. And I just kind of did the background art for that one. There's another gentleman that um, goes to church here in uh, First Assembly of God, but he does 3D foam stuff. And so I did the background stuff, and he did all the 3D foam stuff on top of that. And uh, I believe he's down there working right now. So he uh, he does it part time, and man, he's just swamped. So um, I don't know. I guess you know, going back to the patience thing, and patience never kind of being one of those virtues that that I was born with. Um, man, you guys are at an age right now. You got all of you are just maybe four, maybe five years older than a lot of the teens in my youth group that I teach. And I, I, I wear them out. I know they get tired of hearing it, but don't get in a hurry. If there is anything that I have learned, before I came up here, I was flipping through an old journal that I had and just you know looking back at, at goals that I had and where I'm at. Somewhere around 2000, 2008, 2009, um, I had made the comment in one of my journals that I want to sell $50,000 worth of my art. I mean, that's that was some arbitrary number that I threw out there, like, this is something I want to do. You know, within two years, I want to sell this much money, you know. And in my mind, I was thinking canvas art, right? I mean, I was thinking I was an artist, I'm going to sell canvases, I'll I'll set up a booth at art shows, you know, I'll do all this stuff. I, I want to sell stuff. It's amazing how God works things out because I I never would have thought that I would be making a living, a living painting windows and, and doing murals. And it's been, uh, it's been amazing. I've, I've have exceeded that goal um, quite a bit. So uh, it's, it's just been a real blessing. Patience is, is key, and it's not always going to be exactly how you think it should be, so be open and be flexible. Questions? Oh, come on. Don't let me up here. We've only been talking, like, what, 15 minutes? What's the hardest part of painting, like, big-scale murals? The hardest part, getting started. So the reason I was giving you such a hard time on procrastination is that's all I do. Like everything I do is last minute and I hate it. Um, that's something I'm really working through right now personally is getting started is the hardest part. Um, I envy, envy those who are creative and punctual. Um, you know, they, they get stuff done. Um, I actually painted with Tara Peacock. She's a graphic designer, senior graphic designer for Think Idea Studio. 
she was the one that designed the Qualibon mural, but she had never painted anything on that scale before, so they brought me in to, to help paint and produce that. And uh, man, she was just on it. Like she was, she was just there and ready to go. And I, I come strolling in a couple hours late. And actually, she got started about a week before I even got ready to start. You know, and uh, kidney stones were part of part of that. And you remember that. But uh, you know, just if there's an excuse for me to put it off until tomorrow, I usually do. And so. I'm happy that I beat all you guys here this morning. That's a, I'm, that's a step in the right direction for me. So. Those small wins. Uh, yes. I was going to ask, uh, like marketing yourself, but you kind of already answered it somewhat. Yeah. That, that's, that was my question. Yeah. So marketing, again, man, you guys have such a great opportunity. Uh, the, the Internet's, you know, five seconds old. You know, I mean, you guys probably don't remember in a non-internet world, right? I mean, it's it's only as old as you are, really. Uh, who, who's the oldest? What are not not me and you? You guys. Okay, so so you're probably and you're probably right on the edge. Um, yeah, yeah, the internet is so new. And Facebook is, you know, two seconds ago, you know, uh, Instagram a second ago, Snapchat now. I mean, you, you've got opportunities with Snapchat and musically. I mean, there's, there's something new all the time and it's always that next thing and that next thing, you know. Um, I, I encourage you to try everything. Um, I created a musically just as soon as, you know, just as soon as it really came out. And, and started getting some traction. Uh, I just did a few videos, uh, kind of time-lapse stuff with some music in the background and, and put that out there. And um, Instagram is probably, it depends on what age you're wanting to reach. Um, you know, 14, 15, you know, younger is gonna be Snapchat, obviously. Um, 15 to 40 is gonna be Instagram and you know, 30 to 75 is gonna be Facebook, right? Uh, grandma's on Facebook now, you know? So um, it's it's constantly changing. I encourage you to try every social media platform that's out there. It's all about content. And I guess that's, I guess that's one thing that I'm learning now and I'm super excited to share. Like, I still don't consider myself a great artist. Um, but I do consider myself a hardworking artist. And so it's, um, my stuff may not be the greatest, but it's, it's out there, right? And if you are creating content and putting that content out there on a regular basis, you're so far above and beyond what every other artist is doing, you know? Um, that I believe that fear that I felt early on is what keeps a lot of artists from putting out that content. Um, like right now, I mean, standing up in front of you guys and speaking was something that I never, like I never did it in school. Like I was not going to give a speech in school. I would rather take an F as opposed to, to get up and give a speech, you know. Um, it's funny how God works that stuff out because I ended up teaching a class at church, ended up being an associate pastor at my church and, and you know, standing up every Sunday and, and talking to 100, 150 people, you know. And so um, 
it's just a matter. I tell everybody that Nike probably has or had the best slogan that you could ever live your life by as an artist, and it's just do it. Um, it, it really comes down to that. I never thought, honestly, like I knew what I wanted to do with my art, but I never really believed that it was going to happen. Something just clicked and I, I was just like, I'm gonna put this out there regardless. Like, it's so hard to put out stuff you hate. And as an artist, you know, it's, you critique yourself. And man, it's just, it's hard to do sometimes. But I, I challenge all of you, like, I, I would love to see that be a part of your class like if they don't have an instagram if they don't have a facebook if they don't have profiles on these social medias get that as part of the curriculum like set that up it's required is it awesome yeah so i mean guys i'm telling you that right there is is a must you don't have to be great you just have to put it out there that's the internet i mean is it not if I don't know where you guys are from and, and where everybody grew up. I grew up around here. It's a small town and everybody talks, you know? And so you you know if people like you, you know if people don't like you, you know? Um, the great thing about the internet now is you can find your tribe. It doesn't matter if, if people here locally like you or not, find your tribe and let those people encourage you, right? Thanks. I don't, but I'm weird. So I've got, I've, I have really been thinking about like who I am as an artist and, and like who I am as a person, right? And I am this weird combination of a business guy and an artist. And so whenever I worked for Think Idea Studio, my goal was just to be around creative people, but I didn't care with what capacity that I was doing it. And so I took a sales job with those guys. How many artists do you know are, are salespeople, you know? And that's that's not, even though, I'll throw this out there, they should be, because uh, you've got to sell, you've got to sell your art, you know, you've got to be able to promote yourself. Um, so it was, yes, it wasn't my dream job, but I, I love talking to people individually. Like I said, I'm not a big groups guy, but um, I never meet a stranger. Like, I'll talk to anybody, and so, it, it was a good, it was a good fit. It was a good mix, but again, it wasn't my passion. So, um, to answer your question, no, because I, I'm just happy to be painting, you know, regardless of what it is. And honestly, I like the challenges. And so, just, I mean, just in this room to give you some idea, this is canvas work. This is my window painting work. That's my lettering and my chalk pencil work. Um, the portrait that you see over there, that's my portrait work, you know, and so um, I, I try everything. And, and I've, I mean, I painted on shoes and cars and windows and buildings and trains and everything you can imagine. So, um, you all familiar with Wild Sweet Williams? The mural that, on the side of it? That, that was my very first mural um, and probably. Uh, Mr. Adams probably had the, the first and or second mural in Cersei, and so this one might have been somewhere around the third or fourth one, you know. Um, it was interesting how that, I appreciate you bringing it up, because uh, always check with code enforcement kids. I mean, that, that, that's, I learned my lesson. Uh, they were not a big fan, 
of, of the mural being painted on the side of the building because I put their logo on it. Since I didn't put a border around the logo, the whole thing they considered a sign. And so um, in the city of Searcy, we have ordinances where if someone puts a sign on the side of a building, it can't take up more than 10% of the size of the wall. And I did not know that until um, after I finished it. And they kind of threw a fit about it, but we got it all worked out. You know, they realized like, hey, I'm not going around painting things that's inappropriate on buildings and, and stuff like that. And so um, from that, and I've got something I want to share with you guys, try to remind me if you don't mind, but it has to do with the Think Art Project. Um, but um, from, from that experience, like I was talking to uh, Matt Faulkner at Think Idea Studio, and I, I was working for him at the time, and I was like, man, there's just so much talent here locally. There's music and food and art. There's, there just seems to be a concentration of talent here in Searcy, and it, it's amazing. Um, you can try any of these little small churches, and there's some, there's some musicians here, right? And uh, so I was talking to him about that, and from that conversation, we started this Beats and Eats. Uh, did everybody go to Beats and Eats Saturday? Uh, Saturday? Yeah. It was hot, man. It was hot out there. I, it's going to get better as it cools off. I'm, I'm looking forward to the next couple. I'm hoping it cools off enough. But um, we started Beats and Eats. But from that, we had so many visual artists show up that we started this Think Art project. And the idea was, the idea was with that, um, that's when I kind of started to realize like I can't paint everything, and I would rather. I guess my passion and my purpose is to encourage, you know, you guys and, and my youth group and other people that, that I talk to um, that, man, you've all heard the song, Fear is a Liar, right? Fear is a liar, and it will absolutely keep you from reaching your purpose and your goal. And uh, so my, my thought was with the Think Art Project was let's put out RFPs, RFQs, um, which is a request for proposal or a request for qualifications. See if we can get some murals going and get other artists involved, right? And so it's been great. Um, we've, we've had a hard time getting designs, so I would encourage all of you guys to check out the Think Art Project on Facebook um, because we've got an active RFP um, out right now and we're just looking for somebody to design the mural. You don't have to paint it. You'll get paid for designing it if your design is chosen, and um, I'd be happy to paint it for you or work with you on painting it and do whatever we need to do, so. But yeah, it's um, the Think Art Project. I'm gonna go ahead and talk about that real quick because that's a good segue to it. They wanted me to tell you guys that we have something coming up find it real quick what we're doing is we're going to have a uh, it's called tap into history so it's the think art project into history and what we want to do is get you guys to uh, come out we're going to have some speakers um, talking about the history of Cersei and things that have gone on and the idea is to share this stuff and maybe spark something in, in an artist that says, oh, hey, I love that idea. Uh, it was in the 40s, 50s, 60s, somewhere in there. There was a parade of elephants that 
came through Searcy, right? And I mean, there's one picture out there and it's all of these elephants walking down uh, Spring Street, which is right downtown. And um, they, that, that may be the one thing, like one idea that was thrown out is like have elephants all around Searcy and each one is painted by a different artist and it's got a different theme or it's got a different look to it. Um, it's going to be September 16th from two to four. So it's about a two hour event. There's gonna be some snacks there, I believe. And um, we're gonna have a couple of great speakers. I encourage you guys to come out if you're interested. Um, again, you know, that's one of those opportunities that um, all, all, you, all you gotta do is get started, right? Just do it. And so I didn't, I'd encourage you guys to come out and be a part of that for sure. Are you I'm not sure. Um, I know there's a. So they used to do uh, historical architecture uh, talks in town. Oh, really? They haven't done it in a little while. Okay. They used to do that once a year in the springtime. I'll mention that. I know um, Will Walker, who's big in the historical society stuff, um, he's kind of leading everything up and getting the speakers. and. I, I forget the the lady's name, but she's uh, super old and super interesting, and so uh, I'm, I'm, I I can't wait to be there and be a part of it. So. There's a house down here on Market Street. It's an old two-story house that a guy staged his own funeral so he could collect the insurance money and watched it go down the street from upstairs in his house. Crafty, yeah, crafty people. <laughs> uh, I, you know, are you guys familiar with the Black House? Do you, uh, do you talk about any of Well, the we haven't talked about that yet, but it's okay. the Cersei Art Gallery is in the Black House. Yeah, it's a yellow house, but it's called the Black House. So uh, it's, it's right next door to Walgreens there. <laughs> what else? So other questions. Yeah. Um, okay, so you talked about how you do many different things. Like, how did you go about pricing your items and, like, yeah, very good. Yeah, so pricing, that's always fun. Um, fear, again, really, really plays a, a role in that, right? Um, and I guess the biggest fear comes from that aspect of it is being told no. One thing that I learned whenever I was doing sales is you get told no a lot. Um, I, man, I would encourage you just call everybody Say, hey, do you need some artwork? If they say yes, give them a price on it. If they say no, say good, go to the next one. Get used to being told no, um, because that, if you can handle no, you can handle a lot of things, right? I mean, it just just being real. Um, it's, I started out doing uh, the Tom shoes, like I, I told you, I think the first pair I did was 25 bucks. She didn't have any problems with that at all. So. I, I seriously like $25 and I spent like nine hours doing these shoes, right? Um, the, the next pair came in and I was like $25. It didn't take me long to figure out like, look, I'm not gonna retire off, you know, $25 every nine hours, you know? And so um, I, the market will help a lot. It, it will let you know when you start getting too high. Um, if you give a price and they pay it, go up a little bit more on the next one. 
go up a little bit more on the next one and you'll eventually get to a point where you start hearing no a lot more and then you're like okay i'm back down a little bit do a few pairs at, at that price you know do 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 you whatever your art is do that um and then try again um you know maybe do four or five six pieces put that content out that's the biggest thing i can tell you do something uh, i had a gentleman call me to answer your question that's the market is what drove my prices um, i still get told no a lot um, i'm at a point right now i'm about two weeks behind and about three months booked out uh, i'm booked up till about january february with all of the projects that i have going on right now um, which is both a good and stressful place to be but with all of that work that i have lined up now i'm averaging about one to two calls a day i mean it's it's crazy it blows my mind that there's that much work out there but i can't do all of it and so i'm having to price it like higher than i normally would i'm pricing it higher than i even feel comfortable like pricing it but if they say yes it'll be worth my time if not i i can't get to it anyway you know and so it took me like i said i've been doing this full time for about four years and it took me a little bit to get to that point um but yeah, that's, I try not to do the shoes. Um, if, if I do shoes anymore, I mean, it's, it's people that really want, uh, really want to pay for it, you know, um, cause it just, it takes so much time, um, which I wore these here. Um, these are, there's a gentleman that I follow and I'll go ahead and give you the parental advisory explicit lyrics, uh, warning. But dude's from New Jersey, and he talks like he's from New Jersey, and so uh, his language, every other word, is is one of those. So, um, with that being said, he is probably the leader in social media marketing um, out there, and this guy gets paid hundreds of thousand dollars just to speak at at events. I mean, I, I believe right now, I think his first one, I think he charged like five thousand dollars to speak. And within a couple of years, I mean, he's he's garnering a hundred thousand dollars a session. But um, follow this guy; he's got like nine million followers on Instagram. I mean, something ridiculous, you know. Um, got a text one day, said, "Hey, I, I signed up for one of his email marketing, whatever, you know." Stuck my email in there, put all my information in there. One of the weirdest questions on there was, "What's your shoe size?" We give away privacy at scale. You, you guys have grown up in the internet world, so it's probably not as big of a deal for you. But I mean, for us, the internet was just an invasion of privacy, completely. You know, um, now we give away, we give away information at scale um, just to save time, right? And so, I didn't think anything about it. Put it in there, put my shoe size, and, and went on about my day. You know. And the only reason I signed up for it is because, I mean, his content is legit. Like, it's, it's, it's the real deal, especially for artists when it comes to Facebook and Instagram and, and just online marketing as a whole. Um, got, a, got a text, it was probably about a month later, I guess, and got a text that said, hey, be expecting something in the mail. I knew from his content, his podcast, that he had just written a book. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to get a book in the mail, which was cool. I was excited about it, you know. I get these shoes from this guy, and these are Nike Air Force Ones that he had custom made. Um, I, this is probably one of my favorite parts here. It says, uh, go do, and it's got the poop emoji. 
so, um, but you know, some of his stuff and the reason I wore them today is because his attention to detail with the uh, customer service aspect of stuff, like my expectation was a book. He obviously went back through my Instagram and had seen that I started out doing shoes and had these. There's a, a lady, her name is Soap Dog, um, is, her, uh, is her handle, but um, she did the most of it and then he's signed them in two or three different places and, and wrote different stuff on there. But you can see it says, I love helping you. Um, another one says, um, I really want you to win. Um, it's it's all about you, like it's all about that encouragement. And so that's why I wore these things today. You know, just to, it's one of those reminders. Like when it comes to my art, it's not about me. It's it's about you know one, it's about my customer and and what they want. But two, I'm ready to go to that next level where I'm spending time you know talking to you guys and and other classes and and helping out as much as I can. So what else we got? Man, you're quiet back there. Um, what what's your like process for creating art, uh, your artwork and stuff? I am a big fan of spray paint. Um, just coming from my graffiti background, um, I have found in with the the art alley. Have you guys been to Art Alley yet? No, you have. Okay, uh, I encourage you guys to go check that out. I've got a couple of pieces down there. Um, Ryan. Has a, am I saying your name right? I always feel weird. I don't know why. Uh, some people call me Ray, so you hear that and you're. I, I just, I want to make sure. I'm not even going to try the last name. No, uh, but uh, she's got a piece down there. I've got a couple of pieces down there. Uh, I have found that it's a lot easier for, for my large scale stuff. It's so much uh, quicker with spray paint. And so that's. Um, I'll talk to the customer, find out like what their purpose is. A lot of times they will have an idea of what they want already, but once you start talking to them, like it may not make sense. You know, like I want this pink cow on top of a, a green straw, you know, just weird random stuff. If it fits the business, that's one thing. But if it doesn't, that's when, you know, you need to have the professionalism and the courage to be like, look, great idea but let's try this, you know? And if, if I get with a hard-headed client that's really set on something, I will usually do two or three sketches and show them, okay, here's yours, here's a couple of ideas. And then once they see it on paper, they're like, oh, hey, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, interesting story with the Wild Sweet Williams. Um, her, her big thing was zany. She kept saying the word zany. I, I want something zany. And she pointed me toward a mural down in Little Rock and I went down and looked at it and it was weird. And so, you know, I was, I was like, okay, she wants something weird, something zany. And um, that wasn't really my style necessarily. So I, I did something that I considered zany. And then um, I did this other design of this strawberry. He had big Adidas shoes, uh, this really like 80s, 90s, like graffiti style, like Adidas and uh, the hat, you know and he was laid up under a tree and he was dreaming about becoming a scone. Like that was his life goal was like he wanted to become a scone at Wild Sweet Williams. And uh, you know, I showed her that and she loved it. But her husband 
while I was doing this, her husband had contacted me and was like, man, this is a picture of her dad. He had passed away. We were talking, having another conversation, and he sent it to me. And uh, he had passed away about a year before they opened up. And so I did another sketch, and that's the one that's on there now. That's actually her dad's face that's in the sun. And so um, it, whenever I showed her that, she just cried. Like, it, I knew whenever I drew it, like, I'm gonna go ahead and show her this other stuff, but I knew that that was it. Like, I, mean, I got chill bumps now talking about it. Like, I knew that that was it. And um, whenever she saw it, she just, you know, tears in her eyes and everything. That's what makes it worth it. You know whenever you make that connection. Um, that was more than the money on the shoes. Um, I would get pictures or I'd get videos of, because there were always surprises, right? People were getting the shoes for somebody else and uh, they would send me pictures and videos and like this one lady just cried like it had her grandchildren's name around the shoes and everything and I mean it just that's that's what made that worth it to me um, I actually just did a pair this past weekend um, for a, a girl it was a quinceanera uh, I guess she was turning 16 and it was a big celebration so I kind of decked some shoes out for her it was for a family member so it's uh, fun stuff what is everybody, I know you said that we're not really sure, it's all kind of fine arts, but are we, is everybody leaning toward graphic design, like computer design? No? So what What are you thinking? I'm thinking either drawing or painting. Okay. Maybe murals one day, something like that. I'd also like to be a kids counselor though, so like I want to make a name for myself as an artist as well okay. as becoming a kids counselor. I, I'm fascinated. I think if I had everything to, to do over again, and I'll just say this real quick. If you guys aren't here because you want to be here, find out who you are. If you're living your life to please somebody else, you will not be successful. You will be miserable. And if you... I know it's probably not popular and it's it's not, you know, probably PC, but um, if you are studying something or learning something to appease your parents, I'm telling you, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years down the line, you're going to be so full of resentment that it's... It, a lot of kids today, and this is something, of course, I had my own internal fear problems that I was dealing with, but... Um, I was never one to rock the boat. Like, I was a good kid, right? Short of spray painting trains, I never really did anything wrong. And, um, you know, I always wanted to do something to appease my parents, right? And um, I'm just, I'm fascinated with the psychology of that. Uh, just, if I had known what I know now, um, I, I would have, I would have pursued art at all costs. Like, that, that would have been what I was called to do. But that's just because I'm just now, I'm, I'm 38, right? I'm gonna go ahead and tell you guys right now, 38's not old. It, it looks like it, I know this is a lot of gray. It's not, it's not old at all. Um, make sure you're doing what you wanna do and make sure you're doing it because you love it. Um, with that being said, I'm fascinated with the psychology and um, the capability of, of art therapy. I haven't been able to find anybody to do it, and this is something that I'm really wanting to do. 
this all happened, I guess, about two or three years ago, and I know we've got to wrap it up. You've got a class at, at three, but I, I'll stick around and talk. I'll, Mr. Adams knows me, I'll talk all day. Um, my pastor's son passed away about three years ago. Um, he had just turned 18. He was diagnosed with cancer when he was 17, fought it for a year, passed away when he was 18. And um, I asked my, you know, I asked my son, my son knew him pretty good. I mean, my, my son is just now 11, so he was only eight, at the, seven, eight at the time. And uh, whenever he passed away, you know, I would, I would ask my son a couple of days later, you know, just, are you doing okay? Are, are you okay? And he said, yes, because that's what we do, right? Yes, I'm fine, right? But whenever he would draw, he was not, his, his drawings had gotten darker, right? Um, Kyle was really associated with Batman a lot and so um, he would he would write stuff like I, I miss Batman and he would draw all these Batman symbols and everything and so I knew that what he was saying and what he was feeling wasn't lining up right and um, so I'm I encourage that a thousand percent I mean the the art therapy with kids specifically they may not know how to tell you um, that something's going on at their house. You know, if, if there's abuse going on or anything like that, they may not be able to um, get that across with words, but they haven't been jaded by society enough yet that they have a filter. And so when they draw, they draw what they feel. And it's, it's fascinating to see. Um, it's interesting in my sketchbooks, um, I, I drew a lot of dark stuff. Like back in the day, like it's, it was dark and um, there's a, a couple of artists that I followed and it was wizard, uh, wizardry and witchcraft and, and, you know, these dark drawings. And then at some point you start seeing these crosses appear in my drawings. And it's so crazy to see um, because that was about the time I started getting involved in church, right? And so you can see my change spiritually through my art and through my sketchbooks. And it's so, it's so cool now to look back and see that. Um, I don't know, it's just, I'm fascinated with the mind. If, if I had not gone into art and I was really as self-aware as I am now, um, I, would have, I would have studied psychology. That was one of my favorite classes. When I, I started out going to school here at ASU in BB and uh, went to school there one semester and had a semester of psychology class. And I did fine until they got to they were studying birthing and all that stuff and we had to watch a video and I left that room white as a sheet, but I was only 18 at the time. So that was, uh, that was rough. That was an experience. What else? Yeah, what are you doing? family teachers um, there is such an opportunity in the world right now okay so with the internet guys the it's a level playing field right the internet is like one of the biggest land grabs of, of the human race I mean somebody bought land in New York for a dollar at one point right I mean it was nothing it was just getting started land was cheap right 
it's, it's, it was a land grab, right? Now you can't, I mean, one little bedroom apartment's rent for like $1,500, right? Um, the internet has leveled the playing field when it, when it comes to creativity right now. Um, you no longer need, um, well, you no longer need an agent. Like used to as an artist, like if you really wanted to grow and get big, you'd have to hire an agent, they get a percentage of your stuff, they put your stuff in all these different galleries, there's gallery fees and, and all that that goes along with it. Now, I mean, you, we, does everybody in here have social media? What do you guys have? Okay. Okay. Same, same, so not doing a whole lot of Facebook? No, okay. Uh, that's kind of, that's to be expected. I mean, that's, you can see the way these things trend, right? Um, there's new stuff coming out like teachable.com uh, and skillshare.com. Guys, if, if you can be comfortable at all standing up in front of somebody like this and being on camera, um, just start creating content. Start talking about your art now. Start talking about your style. Start document rather than create, right? Um, that's kind of a new learning curve for me. It's something I'm working on right now, but um, rather than create my paintings and then post pictures of that, I want to get to where I'm documenting the process because I want it to be a teaching atmosphere. Um, you know, from that, you can start writing books. I mean, you can create online content that people will pay, you know, monthly subscri subscriptions for. And so, if teaching at a school is your passion, I say do it, right? But if it's teaching in general, man, I mean, the internet has just opened so many doors for that right now. I know you got a class, so I mean, don't don't let me you know, let me hold you up. But uh, anything else? We can formally say thank you very much. Thank you. I, I love the Q and A, man. I just I love answering questions. So please, anything, you got anything at all. So you're welcome to take off. You're welcome to stay and answer more questions. Um, if you guys would uh, check me out on Instagram and. Uh, Follow me on there. I know you're not on Facebook very much, but it's White's Artworks. Um, just check it out and let me know what you think about it. Uh, I'd be happy to answer questions on that too. I posted a video last week and it's what I'm starting to do, but I, I want to try to share information like this while I'm painting and, and do live paintings and that sort of stuff online. And I had a guy contact me uh, yesterday. He called me. He's like, man, I saw your video online. He's like, I just want to talk to you for a minute. And we talked for about 45 minutes on the phone yesterday, but he's he's an artist and he's just getting started out and he does pinstriping, like he does like rat rod style art, you know? And um, I got to spend some time with him and talk to him and, and he's he's blowing up Facebook right now. Uh, he's he's taking, you know, what we talked about and putting it out there. So uh, I encourage you guys to do the same thing. Cool. Well, thank you. I I appreciate the opportunity. I I really I do.